So, like I said before, you know, we talk about forgiveness and how that, you know, when we when we go through things with people and when we are hurt by people and we have negative circumstances that come into our lives or even negative people that come into our lives. One of the things that I think is really, really um, something that we should consider is actually in the book of Isaiah. And so I was brought to this particular word. I don't even know how I got here. So, you know, I'm not even going to go into that. But the word says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. I am doing a new thing. And so a lot of times we talk about the past and we talk about the fact that, you know, I forgive you, but I don't forget. And the reason why I don't forget is because you'll never do that thing to me again. You'll never hurt me in that way again. I'm not going to forget how you um, hurt me or how you wronged me. But clearly something is kind of wrong with that perception. It's like I don't really think we understand the concept of what it means to um, be in a place of forgiveness, to operate from a place of forgiveness. And so you don't have to be a prisoner of a bad experience. And let me take it even further. Your past should be forgotten. It should be forgotten. God's plan, it included healing. You know, he knew there was going to be some stuff that caused you pain. His plan included deliverance. He knew you would need to be set free. His plan included resurrection. He knew you would be found in some stuck places and some dead places. His plan included restoration. He knew the enemy would steal some stuff from you. But more importantly, in my own experience, I found that it was very, very hard for me. And this is something that I've had to deal with within the past two years. It was very hard for me to forgive myself. Now, the reason why is because whenever I didn't, you know, meet the mark or whenever I would make a mistake or whenever um, it was a time, you know, I had to do something in a time and a manner I didn't get it done or whenever, um, you know, I said it this way and maybe I should have said it that way. I mean, whatever you can think, however it suits your situation, just put yourself in that sentence and you can actually fill in your own blanks. But what I'm saying is, is that I had to learn that even though those things may not have been um, work, well, like what I felt like they were working for me, but they may have been something that was going up against what my perception or what my expectation was. I still needed to learn the art of forgiveness and then laying it down. Forgiveness is really releasing you first. You got to release yourself. But it's releasing the people and moving forward with the intentionality that these things are behind you. It pretty much is saying you have to be intentional about moving forward. You have to be intentional about moving forward and really making a decision that says I am going to move towards healing. Things are not going to stay the same. I'm going to get to a point that I'm going to get past it. So I'm going to do the work 
And I'm going to begin to be intentional about it. I'm going to face this thing head on instead of sweeping it under the rug. Now, I'm not asking you to condone the action of others, the offense, the the way that, you know, whatever your perception of the wrong that was done, however you perceived it, whether it was intentional from that person or not, or whether, you know, whatever happened, it may have just, you know, just mere circumstances. It, I'm, it's, I'm not asking you to do that. I'm not asking you to condone it. I'm not asking you to come in agreement with it. What I'm saying is I want you to lay it at Jesus's feet because at this point now, this is where we get the grace to even be able to process correctly like we need to. This is the place where we receive the revelation that we need that produces the healing. So now we take that healing and we take that place and we begin to build a foundation upon it where in which we grow in Christ. And then we begin to speak out and give our testimony or we're there to be able to give a word for the release and the healing that God did in our own lives to help free somebody else. And that's a life of purpose. Now, don't get me wrong. You don't have to become best friends with someone that you may have felt like intentionally hurt you. Okay. But one of the things that I want to challenge you with is that love says is and it's in Corinthians. Love says it keeps no record of wrongs. So wait a minute. I think I have a problem with this concept of forgive, but don't forget. Because clearly the word says that love keeps no record of wrongs, that we should forget the former things, that if we want to live a Christian life, we have to really grasp the concept of what forgiveness really means for the believer and how we extend that same grace that was extended unto us that God planted us in pretty much we have been planted in this grace we have been just we we abound in this grace we are covered by this grace on a daily basis so the same grace that has been extended unto me now I have to practice what it is that I've received I have to practice what I've received So let's go a little further and let's talk about what happens when the forgiveness is is just still it just it's needing to come to fruition and you are still in a place where you're unforgiving. What's happening now is when you've been hurt like that or when you are operating in that place of pain, walls begin to go up and your trust begins to diminish. And I would just this I would like to say this you do not want to be a person that just does not trust anybody or anything. You are captive. It's like you're living in a invisible cell where you are being held captive in your own mind. So now you won't extend any trust towards anybody. And if you can't trust anybody, you can't go any further than your own thoughts. So I want you to understand that this is a time where you need to tear down the walls that have been placed around your heart. And when you've had walls around your heart, this kind of equates to having a hard heart. 
And when your heart's been hardened, it's like a form of spiritual retardation. I literally had a workshop, well, it was a seminar on having a hard heart. And in that hard heart, pretty much what I was teaching is you can't receive from God when you have a hard heart. You can't hear him clearly and your perception of your situation keeps you on spin cycle. Well, you keep regurgitating the same thoughts. But more importantly, I'm going to tell you what else it does. It blocks you out of your promise. Because the things that are happening right in front of you. In front of your eyes, because of the blockage around your heart, you can't see. If you go back to the scripture that I just said, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. I am doing a new thing. The next part of the scripture says, shall you not know it? But you can't know it because your heart is not open in order for God to give the download that you need in order for you to be free, to go into the place, be confident, to go into the place, to be fearless, to go into the place, to be anointed and appointed and chosen, to be able to go into the place, to flex your muscles, to go into the place, to be healed, to go into the place. Place, to be able to be strong and courageous to go into the place you cannot hear and see and perceive that which God is trying to do in and through you but here we are at this point and I'm so glad that we've gotten here and I hope you've listened to this because now we're in a season of a divine reset and divine restoration God is simplifying everything that's been going on in your life. He's bringing it back to a simple place of you getting in right standing, right relationship, getting the healing, laying the things down that you need to be laying down so that you can actually be able to go into what he's called you to do that you may be able to execute the vision that he's gave you that you may be able to move into the ministry throughout the book that you have written that you would know your content that you would be able to receive it study it get the revelation and the knowledge and the wisdom to be able to give it to someone else so when i say restoration i mean restore to love again you have to learn how to love this openness, you're going to need it. And this being restored is making amends with your situation. But more importantly, it's making amends with God and yourself. God desires to speak to you. He desires to give you things that you have never seen. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, nor have entered in the hearts of the things that God wants to give those that love him, the things he wants to do for those that love him, the things he has planned for those that love him. So let's talk about the benefits of forgiveness really quickly. It pr improves your mental health. It produces healthy relationships. It's actually a component of healthy relationships. Because in a relationship, things are going to happen. Things are going to go down. You're going to feel some kind of way. That person is going to feel some kind of way. You got a perception. They got a perspective. And it's going to come to a point where they do not agree. So you need forgiveness. 
It gives you a better quality of life because it allows you to release things that you don't need to hold, that block you, that weigh you down, that make you sick. Not only that, you gain strength, you gain power, you rise up in strength and power. You have peace in your mind. You have prosperity in your soul. Your mind, your will, and your emotions are all in alignment with your heart. And everything is at ease because you have released the people and the things. And in turn, it gives you joy. And that gives you a stronger immune system to stay healthy. And then you can begin to expand and you're creative and you get ready to go into the vision that God wants for you. So let me get out of here. But I want you to remember what I said in the beginning. Remember not the former things. Do not dwell on the past. And that means do not dwell. Do not contemplate. Do not meditate. Do not roll over in your mind. The things of the past. He said I am doing a new thing. And then he says shall you not know it. It's time to begin to walk into the newness of God. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.